the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Hi, folks. Hey, welcome to Yak Radio. This is going to be a fun hour brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you have a small liquor store, grocery store, convenience store, and you're having trouble keeping cashiers, well, you might want to give these guys a call. 800-540-2149. Why would I recommend that? Well, they have a pretty good program to where, for the price of an old cash register, you can actually go into uh, a system where you won't need a cashier. It's point of sale. Uh, Walmart does it, Home Depot does it, and Costco does it. So give them a try. All they got to do is come out and take a look and tell you what it's going to cost. 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week service, and I can attest to that. Jeff and Mark definitely are customer-oriented. Call them at 800 Five four zero two one four nine, and get up with the big boys. Also, San Diego propane. You know, it's funny they're doing commercials now where propane might be the answer. Well, Dave and his family have been ahead of the game the whole time. The only downside to Dave and his company is they only service East County, which I love. Go to st propane dot com six one nine four six zero one seven zero five. Give them a call. Let them come out, take a look at your system. Uh, if you got one of the bigger companies uh, supplying you propane, Dave and his family might be able to save you some money. West Escondido Auto and Trans, four locations. All you have to do is go to westautomotivegroup.com, find a shop close to you, AAA, Napa Auto Care, ASC certified. Nobody does it better. Brian also does a show Saturday mornings right here on KCBQ, Car Talk. Give him a call. Have him, uh, you know, put some of his magic on your car. All right, so this is going to be kind of an open-ended, open-aired show today. So, and one of the things that I, I want, I'm, I'm, and I want you to know, I'm not going to be political. I don't, I'm not. I try to stay keep politics as far out of my shows as I possibly can. <clears throat> my whole thing is information. So. If you're not happy with the way that the situation is going right now, whether today, tomorrow, or the future, the only way to change it is to vote. And I don't want to hear anything about is it legal, is it not legal, do they cheat, do they not cheat. Well, if if more, if everybody on the planet, if everybody in, in the United States voted, there's no way they could cheat because then you'd have more people voting than you know what to do with. Uh, I, I still have a problem with a 50-50 split in the U.S. I can't believe there's 50% on the left and 50% on the right. That just makes no sense to me whatsoever. But I will have to tell you, both sides have good ideas. If you actually get away from the Ocasio-Cortezes of the world and really listen to what the parties are saying, you know, there are some good folks on the left, good folks on the right, and good folks in the middle. My big problem is, and let's talk about the auto industry, which is kind of my forte. Okay, you know as well as I do, electric cars are not the answer today. They're a tool. They don't fit everybody's needs. 
the folks that, that haul your groceries from point A to point B, we're nowhere close to making over-the-road trucks electric, okay? It just isn't there. Uh, so that's one thing. The next thing is, if you're going to tell people they have to buy an electric car, you have to make it affordable. Well, the manufacturers can't make it affordable because of all the regulations that they have to fulfill to make it an electric car. And I'm just talking safety. Let's not even talk about propulsion. Let's talk about safety. And let's talk about chips. Don't you think this country should have been way ahead of the chip game, you know, before we got ourselves into this uh, sticky wicket, as we the saying goes? And if you think that this is all going to go away next year or the year after, you're crazy. We're going to be stuck with this problem. What, we just put a chip factory, I think, in Ohio or Iowa? That's five years down the road, okay? Because there's just no way we're going to catch up. And we don't know what's going to happen because Taiwan is the biggest producer of, of chips. And if you were listening to the last show, you've got the off-road community. The manufacturers are sending units to the dealers, and five weeks later, they're getting chips. So they're not even coming as complete. So electric vehicles are way down the road. If the government would have been smart, and I'm saying government because they're the ones dictating this, the infrastructure should have been in years ago, years ago. You know, waiting and trying to sell electric cars to people and then turning around and saying, okay, well, you have an electric car, but where you're not going to be able to charge it. Well, what do you mean you're not going to be able to charge it? And we're talking charging systems. Um, I was talking to a, uh, a gentleman, Robbie Buell. He's an indie car driver. Uh, I was at a Ford event, and he took a Mach-E uh, and drove it cross-country. So I asked him, you know, I mean, it was an interview, and I asked him, I said, so any problems with the vehicle? He goes, absolutely none. I says, great, that's fantastic. He says, but the problem was the infrastructure. Half the chargers we got to didn't work or they were being used. I mean, I just seen Walmart last year put six chargers in their parking lot. That's that'll take care of six vehicles. Six. Not thirty six, not fifty six, not to a hundred and six, but six. Well, why would you do you should have at least thirty charging if if you're gonna mandate electric vehicles. And you do know what it takes to produce and propel an electric vehicle. Fossil fuels. Okay. Uh but so there's more problems to this than meets the eye. And until they come out with a $10,000 electric car that looks good, drives good, safe, and gives you plenty of range, it's it's going to be an uphill battle. And I know the government thinks throwing money at a problem is the answer, but it's not. Technology is what the answer is. Why don't we have solar paint? Why can't you drive down the road and have the paint on your car charge your electric vehicle? I mean, why not? It's not like it's not there. Battery technology, you know, my personal opinion is I don't think they're putting as much R&D into it as they could 
because they can see the handwriting on the wall. I mean, look at I mean here in California, we're not going to be able to sell any gas cars in what twenty thirty five. So you're going to have a lot full of brand new cars, all electric, and who's going to buy them? If you can't afford them, or you can't charge them up, for example, if you live in an apartment complex, and I'll be kind, let's say 20 apartments in that complex, okay, go ask your manager if he's going to put chargers in. No way. You'd have to upgrade the whole apartment complex, find places to park it, regulate the charging because if you just get up or get home from work plug your car in and go to bed and get up the next morning and unplug it and go to work that isn't going to work that isn't going to work it's almost going to have to be mandated i mean there are some places that that if you are left your vehicle in and it's totally charged up and you just let it sit there you're going to get a ticket so So there's lots and lots and lots of problems with this whole scenario. And I don't want to hear Green Deal. It's like going to Denny's and half the building is smoking and the other half is not. And there's no wall down the middle. That's China, Russia, and all the rest of the countries that, I mean, China is building coal fire plants faster than you can eat. And if you think those are clean, you're crazy. Let's take a quick break. I'm on a roll on Yak Radio at Dave Stahl FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Yak Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This segment's brought to you by South Bay Auto House. Man, I tell you what, if you're looking to buy a Mercedes Benz, uh used pre-owned this is the place to go in fact if you're thinking about getting a new one and you're going to trade your mercedes in give auto house an opportunity to take a look at it they might give you more money than the dealer it's an independent mercedes-benz specialist they've been doing this for over 25 years they have their own parts department factory trained technicians and nobody does it better than the guys out at auto house so i highly recommend you either give them a call or check out their website, autohouse.com, and uh, see if they can help you out. 619-422-6252, and Bumper Doc Santee, 8711 Magnolia Street in Santee, SanteeBumperDoc.com, for scratches, dings, dents, uh, window tinting, light body work. Uh, the boys over there just do an absolutely phenomenal job. All right, we're talking a little bit about the good old, you know, electric. And, and California is, is is the leader in this insanity. And I have to use the word insanity right now. And you have to be careful, though. You, a lot of the people that are listening that are not in California, you're all kind of saying, yeah, 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 California. They're not going to do well. If it happens in California, it's coming across the United States. If you don't believe it, look in 1975 when we here in California implemented smog laws. It got to the point where the car manufacturers were building two cars, one for California and one for the rest of the United States. Well, now all cars conform to California. So you just got to be a little bit careful what you, what you wish for. 
Now, right now, you know, we've got nuclear plants that are that have been shut down. They were talking about shutting another one down. So I start. I think they're starting to see the handwriting on the wall, and whether they fire San Onofre back up again or if they redo it, I don't know. But we can't rely on wind and uh, and we can't rely on wind and solar or even water as far as that goes. I mean, we're in the most major drought. And go look at the uh, dam over in uh, Vegas. I mean, once they go out of water, not only are they going to lose electrical power, but they're going to be real thirsty. So there's nobody really looking down the road, and that's what really needs to happen. You know, if Newsom wants to run for president, which I know it's what he wants to do, he needs to take California and turn California around and make it a star of the states in every form. But until he does that, his reputation is going to precede him, and he's not going to get voted into anything as far as I'm concerned. But let's go back to electric vehicles. All right. One other area that we have a problem with electric vehicles is weather. And I know this because I have solar at my house and I have a level two charger. And I'll get vehicles in that have a range of anywhere from 60 to 360 mile range. And depending on when I charge it and what the weather is will determine what the range is. And we're not a really weird state when it comes to weather. We don't have freezing, freezing cold or... Well, we have super, super hot, but we don't have freezing, freezing cold. So whatever happens, you know, you're going to have states like North Dakota, Utah, that, you know, get below zero, and you may not be able to get your car to charge up because it's too cold uh, or, or even heat. So that's something to think about. You know, you know what I mean? It's 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 really something to think about. And, and do I believe in solar? Absolutely. Do I believe in a battery backup system? No. And I'll tell you why. Because it's only going to give you, if all the, everything goes down, there's a good chance you're only going to get about another day, day and a half. And, and as long as you're you're connected uh, to, the, to the grid, you know, you're only going to get, a, you know, even if your battery backups do charge up. So I, I highly recommend, and, and if you don't do it now, it's going to be a problem. Get a connector to your house that you can plug a generator in. I know, I know. Generators are going to be illegal as of January 1. Well, let me give you another little tidbit that you may not be aware of that I just found out the hard way. A week and a half ago, about a week ago, our AC went out. Okay, and I live out in East County, and we were dealing with 100-degree weather. So... My unit was from 1998. In fact, the guys from uh, Weather Machine that did my AC came out and took a look and said, whoa, I can't believe you got that system to, to, to run as long as you did with no trouble. And all the problem was it just sprung a leak somewhere, and it leaked all the Freon out. And if you've ever had an old car, if you're trying to charge up an old car, with old Freon, Freon is over a couple hundred dollars a pound. So they said, well, there's a leak someplace. And I said, okay. I said, could you see the leak? Is it down? Is it outside by the big 
compressor big fan unit? And they go, no, we didn't see anything there. Well, did you see anything up in the attic where they put the heater in the AC system? No, we didn't see anything there. Well, then there's a good chance it leaked in between the walls where it goes down in the middle of the house and then shoots out at the bottom to where the other half of the AC unit is. So I says, don't bother repairing it. You know, let's just replace it. They said, okay. So we replaced it. Well, in the conversation, they said, I know this is not going to be a positive, but it's a good thing your unit went out when it did. And I said, well, why is that? He says, January 1, you cannot put in a conventional AC system. It has to be an electric heat pump system which means it will be powered off the grid. So now we've got electric cars. Now we're going to have AC. They, they want, you won't be able to buy a, a propane stove. You won't be able to buy a generator. You won't be able to buy a gas-powered lawnmower. They're pushing everything to electric. Well, again... I, as I mentioned, trying not to be political, but they're now telling us when it's super hot out, don't plug anything, don't use your any of your appliances, don't use AC, you know, do your laundry late at night because we, the grid can't take it. And, oh, did I mention don't plug your vehicle in? Well, doesn't that tell you something that we haven't thought this this program out properly uh what's the motivation i'm not gonna even go there you'll figure it out you know because it's not for the betterment of the country it's for the betterment of the few and that's all i'm gonna say about that so consequently with that being said uh we have to rethink this whole this whole program, uh, it, it, it's, we just have to rethink it. And if we don't rethink it, the the amount of damage and really all we have to do is look at Europe. Did you know Europe is paying eight nine dollars a gallon for for fuel? Yeah, uh huh. Because they tried to be green. Well, it it just it just doesn't it just doesn't work because we haven't done the pre planning. We haven't done the the pre installation. And why would we allow Tesla to have their own uh, charging uh, station that nobody else can use? I mean, because they do have a pretty good infrastructure. I'll give them all that. I mean, they, they've worked pretty hard on on getting getting systems in. But again, like I would mentioned about the Ford Mach-E, there's no maintenance to these uh, systems that they've put in. You know, the dealer or the, or the gas station that they're putting them in, you know, he doesn't have any responsibility for it. Where you know, gas pumps, you know, usually have a maintenance program that they'll come out and they take them apart and maintain them. You know how they'll rope off your your gas station. So if if you can see the handwriting on the wall, and you don't have to be a rocket scientist, then you know we need to figure out a way to make this work. Now, if all sides have the same mentality, then we're in real trouble because no one's going to fix anything. But 
I still think, and I've said it to every car manufacturer, where is that $10,000 electric car? I mean, where is it? And they just look at me like, what? You don't have a $10,000 electric car. We don't even have a $10,000 gas car. And I go, exactly. So are we all going to run around in golf carts? How far can you get in a golf cart? I don't know, man. It's 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 crazy. I was talking to you uh, last hour about the Fisker, I think Fisker. it was Fisker, mm-hmm. and that is offering thirty five thousand dollars for like the like bare minimum car mm-hmm. thing, and that only has a range of two hundred fifty miles, mind you, too. Well, that's so. uh, but that's not bad. I mean, if you lived in town, mm-hmm. and I mean, how far do you live from here? Uh, about twenty five minutes. So. so you could do it. Yeah, probably, but still. But can I'm you just, afford a thirty five thousand dollar car? Uh. So, sort of. I mean, I, I paid for the new car I have right now. Right. It's about 25000 So, I mean, it's, it's okay. so, a so But you have solar, and you have a 220 charger, and you have everything it's going to take to charge that car e- up. Even more so? No, absolutely not. I, got, I, got, I live in an apartment complex, like oh. we talked about in the last segment, oh. where oh. they don't have any chargers installed. And, and they have they, no idea of doing it. Right. And if, even if they did... They don't have a good plan about it, too, because it's going to take forever to charge if you have all these other cars in the complex that are also going to buy that sort well, of stuff. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, but still, even even 35000 I mean, you can get a Chevy Bolt for 30000 35000 Yeah, yeah. And it gives you a 300-mile range, depending on the weather and, mm-hmm. and what have you. It, it, they just have not thought this program out. Not yet, no. Well, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a guinea pig. Do you want to be a guinea pig? Heck no. Well, guess what? You are. Oh, thanks. Well, because that's what, because I hate to say it. It's it's my generation. My thing. little young friend. Yeah. It's your generation that's going to be at the brunt. And I don't care if it's a vaccine. I don't care if it's an electric vehicle. I don't care if it's infrastructure. You know, they, they've got to come up with a better way to, to implement this. Um. Otherwise, you're going to be at the you're going to be at the, you're going to be at the foot of this problem. And going along with what you said about how Cal- California is influencing other states, it's not just that they're influencing the actual car business itself. So many car companies have already said, "Oh, we're going to try to go all electric by twenty thirty five. Yeah, something like that too. Exactly. So because of that, other states are going to have to comply to it, even if they don't have a law saying, "Oh, you're only supposed to have electric vehicles sold at this but point." Here's so. where the problem is going to lie. Go for it, and we'll talk about it when we. Come oh, back. don't do that to me, Dave. Yeah, I better write it down, otherwise I'll forget. We're going to take a quick break. It's Yak Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Yak Radio with Dave Stahl, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by San Diego Gear and Axle. You got a driveline issue, maybe transmission, differential, suspension. Well, Steve is the expert when it comes to it. Whether you're off-roading, drag racing, circle track, you name it, Steve can do it. He knows more about the undercarriage of your car than anybody I know. Give them a call right there at 858-449-5656 or just go to sdgearaxle.com and he will take care of all your needs, uh, especially if you're doing conversions or or whatever the case may be. Okay. Good thing I wrote it down. So here's one other problem that that I foresee. 
And I think I know what the end result is going to be, and it's not going to be good. So let's go fast forward to 2035. And Chevy and Ford and Toyota and Kia and everybody builds all electric vehicles for the market. Okay. Well, you can't afford an electric car. Or you're driving a gas-powered car. So you just say, heck with it. I just keep driving my gas-powered car. But do you know that experts are saying that gas power or gas is going to get more expensive? Of course, it is over the years. And I would also state, I hate, I, I don't want to defend, you know, that know. kind of side. But I have a prediction that our inflation rate won't be as high as it is is going to be in 2035. I believe we should be able to fix the market enough where the inflation rate will go down, not to the point of where it was probably say, oh, I don't know, like early. Uh, you know, let's go with like early 2010s, I say, or like around where Trump was president. But you still time. can't afford a f- cause if everybody's yeah, But gonna- if the inflation rate is fixed, then we should be able to afford get a $60,000 car. No, I'm saying to afford uh, to fix the prices of cars right now, because right now it's just in a high demand and we just don't have. No, 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 the only now the car prices are all right. They're where they belong. It's the markup of the car that the dealers are doing because they're not getting the product. Remember, like I mentioned earlier, sell 200 cars, you sell them an invoice, you sell 20 cars, you mark them up like going out of style. But my problem is, you're right, they're going to force us to go to electric by raising the fuel prices to $8, 9 $10 a gallon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you park your electric car. You don't go to work. So are you suggesting maybe public transportation at this point then, or no? Cause- Do you think if all the gas prices jumped, say, $10 a gallon, our buses and trolleys are going to be able to handle 3 million people in San Diego going from point A to point B? Absolutely not. And on top of that, people need more timely times to actually go to work. They can't just be going to work, and they have to set a, have a set schedule where they have to wait for the bus for another hour and a half for the next one to come back. Right. So, or you work from home. Or yeah, and a lot of companies are doing that now too. There's well, a lot, a lot of, of companies are hating it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of companies are saying. In fact, you know, if there's just so many. I mean, if okay, so you're a, you're a truck driver. Go for it. I'm you're a, a truck driver. Yeah, Roger ten four. What are you going to do? How are you going to get freight? No, that one's co- that's a company pay though. So the company has to pay for my gas. The company has but, to pay for my load. The company has to well. Not in all cases. You know, the independent trucking industry. And then, okay, let's just say the company does have to pay for your uh, your fuel. That's just hurting the, their company's business <laughs> at that point. That's it. Not not me, though, personally. As, long as, personally. I'm, not, as long as I'm getting paid and I'm getting my salary, I'm if, getting my benefits, I'm fine. you have a load to haul, mm-hmm. because if you're taking strawberries... From Central California to San Diego, and I'm being kind. I'm not even going cross country. Yeah, I'm just talking Central Cal to here, and fuel prices, diesel prices are ten, fifteen, twenty dollars a gallon. What do you think those strawberries are going to cost? Oh, skyrocketing for sure. But uh, another thing, again, I will constitute and the I, fact that I, I believe our technology is going to get better in terms of 
the way everyone's going to be uh, able to travel in terms of distances. Because one of the things we talked about on uh, another show, not not yours personally, but uh, the West Escondido show right. that we had. Automotive the, show. Yeah, the auto talk. Uh, we talked about uh, towing vehicles and how the mileage just collapses now uh, as soon as you start towing about like a, a 10,000 pounds behind you and stuff like that. So oh, instead of driving 350 miles every single time, you can only drive 100 miles before your battery kaputs and you need to charge again. Hey. So I'm saying that the technology should get better. I don't know within the 10 years we have, right? Uh, I'm estimating 10 years. No, it's no I'm right ride. there with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it, it, it should improve slightly. And there's already a bunch of companies who are going out there to say, hey, we are going to be building electric vehicles for these 16-wheeler, 18-wheeler trucks here for you guys. Like, they've already done that with uh, garbage trucks already. They're soon going to, with that in mind, they should be getting able to do these 18-wheeler trucks soon. Well, garbage trucks are using natural gas. Yeah, but they also have, I'm saying they're building electric cars right now. Right. Okay, there there is a cooperation between Kenworth, Peterbilt, and Toyota for electric hydrogen-powered cars or trucks, semis. Only downside to hydrogen is the tanks are massive and they're very, 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 very heavy. Okay. So that technology, they've been banging on that now for a few years. But can you just imagine? what? I mean, everybody with a gas car, it's, I mean, it's just going to be insane. It's going to be insane, and there's no reason for it to be that way. I think if if you're a, a person that you know, you know that likes to drive a gas car, why, why punish them? Why punish them and raise the price just to get them out of it? Because I guarantee you, you can write this down on your little book. Okay. <laughs> once once they get us onto electric, guess what? What they have total control. No, it's true. It's true. And I'm, I'm not trying to play. De- I'm just no, no, playing no, no, devil's no, advocate I, here. I, I agree with you on your every single point you made about, you know, this is not it's solar power is not the way to go with this. And even though no. the government has spent a 20 million dollar project to try to still do it anyways. Okay. And I think it's just a complete waste of money in our time to even do that little stupid project. So I'm talking so, to my AC guy mm-hmm. and he says he can't tell me how many calls he gets where people call and say their AC is not blowing cold. Mm hmm. They go out there, and the AC is perfectly fine. SDG&E has turned down the power outage to save energy, so it's not enough power to cool your house. Right. So. Yeah. Well, so now they have control, because remember those smart meters they put in? Yep, and they also had to pay us back a few uh, a few dollars here and there, because they they even right. stated, oh, we overcharged you. Did you, you get any sorry. money back? No, uh, they said they would put it on the bill. Like, you know, like, <laughs> September's bill is going to get credited to that, and August's bill is going to get credited to that. Now, did I notice it? I'm not entirely sure, but <laughs> I... I can't take their words for it either because no. SDG and E is like you said. I can't trust them as far as we can throw them. Basically, All right. they've so. always gotten in trouble with our local government here in San Diego. Every almost every month, I find that they're getting sued over overcharging or doing something else. Okay, with it so the back. there's no regulations on them. No, maybe you didn't hear this story, but we used to have a guy at KUSI called the Turcophile. Okay, and he was a heavy duty consumer guy. So. The smart meters go in a few years back, 
And this guy in Ramona happens to be, I think he was an engineer. So, you know, he's all into his slide rule and his Sharpie pencils and things. And he calls up SDG and he he says, just want you to know the smart meter you put in is defective because I'm getting charged more than I did with the old meter. Mm -hmm. So SDG and he took their little shiny truck and drove out to the guy's property and pulled the unit out and plugged another unit in and took went back to their offices and and generated not one not two but three letters from three independent testing companies Mm -hmm. stating that his meter was perfectly fine there was nothing wrong with it it worked perfect so the guy called turco so turco gets comes out with the kusi truck and the camera guy and Mm -hmm. tells him the whole story and they get all done with it, and he says, so. So, so, you know, Turco says, so, okay, so what is your point? He says, well, my point is, look down. So Turco looks down, and there was his meter. When they took it out to put the new one in, they set it on the ground, got in their trucks, and left, and forgot to take the meter. So how could you generate not one? Not two, but three letters stating the meter that was laying in the dirt in Ramona was in perfect condition. Right. And on top of that, all, all these meters have also gotten a lot of uh, techie problems as well. That's been reported every single month as well, too. So Turco was banned from coming anywhere near SDG&E. <laughs> Not surprised. Not surprised. Yeah. Anytime news outlets try to reach out to SDG&E, I always get the report of no one ha- – they have yet to comment on this. Right. And SDG&E, I think, has that PR – or, yeah, that PR slogan of like, well, we'll let time pass and people will forget about it and exactly. stuff like that. Exactly. And that's where the – so uh, the confidence level, I'm sorry, is not high. Mm-hmm. You know, should it be? Absolutely. We shouldn't have to second guess our, our utility company. Mm-hmm. And PG&E does it. All, all of them do it. You know, it's a moneymaker. Absolutely. It's just, it's, it's surely a way to generate funds for the state that they're there, wherever they're at. So they're just, it's, it's their force feeding us is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Now, is this new? No, this is not new. No, this has been going on. I, I worked at a, another station for an internship and we've been reporting about this whole situation. So that was back in 2013 when I was doing that kind oh, of stuff. Let's go back to the forties. Oh, even for then. Okay. Yeah. Let's Here, go back to the forties. Let's, let's go to Chicago. Okay. okay. Chicago used to have a complete fleet of electric Buses and trolleys. Did they now? They were nice. They were wide. They were clean. And they just ran up and down. They were on time. They didn't have any issues whatsoever. And then all of a sudden, they were started to go away in these cramped little smelly buses showed up belching diesel, you know, black soot and smoke, and they were cramped. What the heck is going on here? Guy it's came, supposed to be electric. Well, right. he came in and bought all the electric vehicles and replaced them with diesel buses. Oh, okay. Why? Because there's, you could make a lot more money selling diesel, diesel repair, and really we don't care about the consumer. So 
This has gone way, way, way back when. Mm. All right, let's take a quick break. Why? Because we have to. You're listening to Yak Radio with Dave Saul on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Yak Radio with Dave Stahl on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. This is brought to you by John's Automotive Import Repair, 7447 University Avenue in lovely La Mesa, 91942, 619 Nap Auto Care, ASC certified, AAA approved, Master Tech in the house, and they work on everything. And their guarantee is good clear across the United States. Can't ask for anything better than that. John San Diego Auto Repair.com is a website. Two locations. Do not hesitate to check these guys out. And John does such a great job giving back to the community. I think he supports like three boys and girls club in East County. So it's all about giving back. Treats his uh, employees like family. That's John's Automotive Import Repair right there at 7447 University Avenue. So we've just been sort of chatting here, old Brandon and I, uh, about what the future is going to look like when it comes to transportation. Um, Do you mind if I uh, jump in with another? Go right ahead, my friend. Okay, so I just found out that the 2024 uh, Chevy Equinox sale Mm -hmm. price they're looking to do is $27,000. So, again, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm on your side about this whole electric thing. But they are – it looks like uh, starting in a few years that affordability for people to own electric cars is slowly getting there, slowly but surely. And the Equinox is advertising that it's a 300-mile radius, which is much better than the... And it's a good-sized car. Yes, uh uh-huh. So uh, what's your take on that? Well... Is it still, you think, still too expensive, you still think, at at that price? It's not that it's... Well, for some people. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I think California, what are they going to raise the minimum wage to $20 an hour? That would be starting... Is that next year? Or is that 2024? Okay. So $20 an hour, yeah, it it, it might work. But they're going to have to get out of their apartments or get out of their mom and dad's place. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that. But let me give you another little scenario that... Because, you know, dealers are all about making money. Do I think we should have a 30,000-square-foot dealership? No. With the internet, ordering your car online... They'll deliver the car to you thanks to COVID. You know, other than servicing, you really don't need as big a building as what the dealerships have today. Mm-hmm. You don't really need those Taj Mahals. So there's a savings there. Uh, the people that like to kick tires and go for road tests, that's my generation. Gotcha. Do you um, really care if you drive a car when you buy it? Did you go down a road test yours? Yes, I did. Yes. I want to make sure that is very important, in my opinion, especially uh-huh. legal matters or if I find that the vehicle is just not driving well. Or so didn't meet your standards. Exactly. Yes. So okay. I personally do. Yes. Okay. And I just looked it up, by the way. Uh, by that time when the car comes out, it's actually only going to be raised to $18. So not $20, but $18. We're supposed to get fifteen fifty next year. Then it goes to 14 uh, Not 14 Oh, um, okay. It goes to fifteen fifty. But I think, didn't $17. he say he wanted $20 an hour? Uh, I, I'm not sure, but uh, we got, we're a long way to go from there, so yeah. it sounds like. So $18 well, an hour, I, and, I don't know. I still think it's still kind of affordable at 27000 okay. with car payments over the years. But are you going to go spend 
thirty dollars for a, a McDonald's Big Mac? <laughs> no, but well, is that is that what we're looking at? With- well, if you're going to pay all your employees at a McDonald's twenty dollars an hour, you're, oh, you're either yeah. going you're right. to cut your hours back, mm-hmm. cut your menu back, or cut the quality. They're they're going to do the last two. I don't think they're going to try to get. They need workers, so they're yeah. going to keep that. And they can't no offense, your your generation's a little on the lazy side. Uh, yeah, they're finding out all these little plot <laughs> points, and I'm like, how are you still staying at home and affording this house? I have no clue. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, and I, I will say too, you were right about the whole California being influenced too, because I'm just looking up uh, electric vehicles in the news, just mm-hmm. like right now. And already there's like uh, Arizona, Georgia, and Wisconsin all have just gotten funds from ele- the National Electric Vehicle. Uh, institution, I think it's mm-hmm, called, mm-hmm. and they're all getting these grants uh, for implementing electric vehicle chargers. Uh, and these are these are like pretty high up there grants, like seventy eight million dollars mm-hmm. to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Georgia's getting uh, looking 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 nine hundred million dollars. Okay, so do you think? Oh, not nine hundred. Sorry, I'm looking at that way too quick. Sorry, it's mm-hmm. a little less than that, but still. Okay, so do you think if I handed you ninety million dollars? You could put enough charging stations in, pick a state that'll satisfy the consumer. No, but it's still it's still money that we can use in state funding somehow. Okay. That's that's again. I am not I agreeing with you. No, I know, I'm, I know, I'm I playing. Know. I want ad- you to be. The I want listeners advocate. to know. I am a, totally against this electric vehicle idea. And you were right at the very beginning. If you had a set plan about this whole situation, then I'll, I'll, I'll be listen with you. to you exactly. But you don't. And you're, you're and we're trying so many things right now to be like, well, what if we offer this? What if we do this? And it, it's not going to work. No. Still, no. science has shown that these wind power and solar powers don't work. And this whole idea about you know basically bribing them to implement these chargers isn't going to work out either because you still have a high demand of people that are going to buy electric vehicles and right. wanting to charge. Right. So I'm just playing devil's advocate no, no, here. No, no, I'm no. not agreeing. People. I know. I know you are. And because, but, but when you listen to these proponents, I mean, it's like really. Mm-hmm. Have you not really looked at this? You know, deeply? No, they're too bit. Bu- they're too too busy thinking about. Well, what am I going to do for my next election? Right. Or what am I? Uh, what's some other things that most people can probably try to agree with on the left side and blah blah blah. So. Well, and when a politician, I have to give them credit. The one they come up and they're the very first time they go in with good intentions. Oh, I agree. And then they fall into the swamp, mm-hmm. and you either sink or swim. Yeah. And if you don't join us, you're going to sink. And look how many politicians go in and turn around and get right back out after a term or two. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and I think, yeah, so. Because people start to open their eyes and be like, well, wait a second. He's actually hurt our state and he, he hasn't really done anything to really right. been doing anything great. With right, us. exactly. So the vote still is going to, that's the only tool we have, really, when it comes right down to is it. Is voting, yeah. Because if they turn around and say, see, the other thing I'm afraid, because Right now, I have more cars than I need. Okay, so I'm not opping them because mm-hmm. they went from thirty five dollars to a hundred and thirty five dollars or yeah. two hundred and thirty five dollars. So I'm just not opping them. So that's another way to get gas cars out of off the off the road by non opping them. Okay, so they've accomplished that. But then, if they go after the independent repair shops. The mom and pops that are running repair dealerships, 
and, and close them down where nobody can get your car worked on mm-hmm. and the dealership. Okay, so you close down the dealership service department, right? Okay. Tell me how much maintenance is on an electric vehicle. Oh, it's... None. It's none. Yeah. None. Zippo. Rotate the tires, put some brake fluid in it, and coolant to keep the battery cool. Mm-hmm. So now you've wiped out another industry. Can it happen? Sure, it could happen. Thank goodness it's not going to be in my lifetime. <laughs> You know, I'm serious. I mean, I like driving an elect- a gas-powered car. And, and I, I would also suggest, too, that if you look outside of just California, there's plenty of people out there who still enjoy gas-powered vehicles, too. All across I mean, the United States. Exactly. Yeah. So, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, so another little tidbit, and, and this is because it is what it is today. I told you that I flew back to Lexington, Kentucky, and picked up a Ford um Maverick mm-hmm. and, drove, and drove across the country with it. Right. Yep. But when we got there, we paid $15,000 over invoice. Mm-hmm. We paid 900 for an alarm, which had already had an alarm on it, factory. Mm-hmm. We paid $700 for paint sealant and Scotch Guard for the interior. We paid $500 for nitrogen in the tires. Then we paid 600 for something I didn't even know what it was. No, that's me too. So do the math. Dealership. So yeah. do the math. I mean, goodness gracious! But you either did that or you didn't have a truck. Mm-hmm. So there's, yeah, it's if we had an infrastructure, if we had a subway system that was safe, if we had a, a bus system that was safe, clean, on time. Have you ever tried to take the? The, the trolley back anywhere? in my back in my college days, and the only time I would do it otherwise would be for Padres games too. And, and how and how early did you have to get to the trolley to get to the game? On oh, time? Oh, oh, yeah, it would only the uh, trolley where I have to go to comes every fifteen minutes. So if you miss that last one, you're waiting another fourteen to fifteen minutes for the next one. Well, that's not and, too bad. Yeah, but it's annoying still. You know, I just want to get to the game and enjoy it and see the whole park because Petco Park's a really really nice baseball park too. Yeah, and um. On top of that, too, uh, the safety thing I kind of agree with, but I do know that almost at every other station there are security guards there, but they don't do much, mind you, because they're only they, they do have handcuffs. I think that's about it. I don't yeah. think they have any weapons on there. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's just another show all in itself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. really. Let's let's face yeah. it. But I agree with you about the buses too. Though that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. There's not. It's not. There's no security on the yeah, bus. None. And none. How are you going to keep the people safe? And yeah, the right. scheduling of the bus is so inconsistent because there's cars traveling everywhere. Yeah. So how are you supposed to know? Oh, it's supposed to arrive this exact time in five minutes. Okay. You know? Yeah. No. I, right there with you, brother. Right there with you. So, I mean, there's. But as far as I'm concerned, they just need to do this transition in a timely fashion. Open up the pipelines, start pumping, get back to independence. If we ever went to independence on oil and natural gas and propane and that stuff, then we wouldn't have to worry about it. But this is a punishment. Mm-hmm. And then we also need more copper, too, on top of that. Well, so that And there's that whole Arizona situation where there's a copper minefield, but people don't want that. We have so many minerals, but yet we'll take four pedophiles and put him in an apartment in Lakeside. <laughs> I'm, I'm not touching that one with a five-foot pole. <laughs> so whatever, I mean, whatever the saying what is. What are you 
kidding me? I mean, it just makes no sense. And did you know at Brownsfield there are trailers right next to the prison for pedophiles? No, I haven't heard that, but even then. Well, they won't put them in because it's too hot. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Insanity is right around the corner, right here on You Ought to Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 